Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Ewelina Szczeplewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life on your terms. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of You Can Be Unstoppable. And today I've got an amazing guest for you, Isabel Maxwell. And she's a deep, she brings, maybe that way, she brings a deep channeled knowledge and personal understanding to the field of spirituality. So I'm really excited about to explore that. Having gone from complete skeptic over 15 years ago to teaching others around the world to access their own strong abilities. She has helped people connect to the authentic, natural, intuitive abilities. Isabel is the founder of the award-winning intuitive development course, The Sage Method, the author of the best-selling book, Cracking Open Adventures of a Reluctant Medium, and the creator of the popular online community, The Sage Circle. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Amazing. So I'm looking forward to dig deep. You are a skeptic. Tell me what happened, what has changed and led you to make a 360 turn? 360 is a good way to explain it. It was not expected. I was not heading in this direction at all. And I would have laughed you out of the room if you would have said to me 20 years ago, this is where I would be. But I was, uh, I wouldn't say that I was an active skeptic, like trying to prove anything wrong. But spirituality, religion wasn't really in my life. Um, it was business oriented. I have a math degree from from college, from university, and it's uh, it just it it needed to add up. It had to be concrete for me to believe it. And then my grandmother passed, and we were a couple thousand miles apart when she passed and crossed over. And shortly after that, it was the middle of the afternoon. My family had run to the grocery store. Everyone was very aware of what was happening, you know, mm -hmm. and I was standing in my living room trying to figure out if I fall apart or if I get an airline ticket. And she showed up in my living room in spirit form, very solid, like right in front of me. And I, I'll be direct. It was terrifying at first. It was 
it's not it was not this loving like hallmark moment it was more like a shock and the only thing I really had reference to is like scary movies and things like this so uh, at first it was a jolt and she was there for just a few seconds smiled Uh, she was slightly transparent so it wasn't like a solid solid person but she was solid enough that I could barely see through her and she was there for a few seconds and then she left and things just kept happening and I couldn't look away. It was like I was drawn in and then I thought I was being smart and scientific, you know, oh, I'm going to analyze this and I'm going to set up, you know, some theories here and I'm going to test it to see if it's real. And it ended up proving itself over and over and over until I just couldn't deny it anymore. And then I started working as a medium and now here I am teaching other people how to hone their intuition. And I love the story in a way that life can be very surprising and you never know what it may bring because, you know, as I just told you before we hopped on live, actually, I live in Scotland, but I'm not from here and I've been here for about 18 years. And if you told me, you know, what I did over the last 18 years, I'd be like, yeah, right. I keep joking it's not gonna happen so I love that because it just invites us to be open to the possibility Mm -hmm. Uh, things change um so obviously that is a huge change from being you know like you say not necessarily going out and proving them wrong but not necessarily believing and especially you know if you studied math it's like solid you know two and two is four Yep. <laughs> that's the end of conversation um I wasn't necessarily as skeptic as you were but I certainly was so you know I'm Polish so we are very deeply Catholic country you know religious you go to church every Sunday da, da, da. but as I kind of went into my late teenage early 20s I was like church and me didn't go along <laughs> at, mm-hmm. at all um so I was was saying that I'm just, I just don't believe, you know. I, I always believed there was someone called Jesus, but not in the capacity that church presented. So I love your story because I can relate from a kind of slightly different uh, perspective. But you teach others how to tap into that intuitive intuition, and especially for us women, we are so amazing at this. Can you yeah. define for us, we on the same level, how do you define intuition? Well, that is it, I, that is the thing that I found the most humorous in me opening up. Eventually, I started to figure out why I was kind of called to do this work is because I am type A stubborn Taurus, you know, and, and it's this feeling of if I can do it, anyone can. So I feel like I feel like I was brought into this situation where it was almost proved to me, to myself from my own guides that I could do it. And then they said, now show everyone, show other people how to do it as well. And I went, well, that makes sense because, you know, I would be the the least likely to be open intuitively and I'm very analytical So for me, what I learned uh, from my guides, I learned 
most of you know, much like yourself, I wasn't, you know, going into any particular resources or buildings or anything like that to anchor into. I was finding my own way. And my guides helped me to understand that intuition has been a bit skewed by pop culture shows are are out there you know television shows movies and stuff for this but giving us this feeling that certain people can do it and certain people can't whereas they wanted me to get people back to that natural understanding that it is a a sixth sense it is one sense just like the other five senses that we have and what i thought was really intriguing was their approach to it and why i'm so passionate about teaching it because it's not that your intuition isn't already massively strong it's that it has been heavily covered up so it's not that somebody doesn't have it it's that it is buried under massive amounts of uh, personal, emotional, environmental relationship clutter. And when we take that human clutter and pile it, it leaves us feeling like we don't have access to intuition. So once we start to uncover that, it starts to naturally work. Next thing we know, we're using it in our day-to-day lives, just like we're using our other five senses. And I couldn't agree more with you because I think we are so disconnected yes. from ourselves. And for us women, we get so much BS conditioning from the day we are being born. And especially for A-type women, we on a go, go, go. We don't have the time to listen to this thing called intuition. What is that? You know, like, especially for people you know like yourself might be very analytical and we learn to disconnect to put aside when we've got this intuitive head when our body tells us to slow down to look after ourselves or maybe this relationship is not for us whatever that is and we're like I don't have the time for this I don't have to listen to this and it gets louder and gets louder. And even from my own experience, I know it uh, comes the time they're just going to slap you right in between your eyes because yes. we don't listen. Then we get so disconnected and we don't even know what we are feeling. We don't know what the body and the mind is telling us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I'm completely behind you on that one. I am actually right by your side on that one because it's true. You know, when you're really driven and you're the type, you're a do, 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 doer type person, or even if you're in a period in your life where you have just sort of stalled and you can't take one more thought or one more responsibility or one more thing on, wherever we are at as women, yes, we definitely were given some, so I love what you said, BS conditioning. I want, that's a great way to explain it. I call it personal programming as well, but we are, we're programmed to, you know, take care of everything, take care of everyone else, put ourselves last. And so we get into that do, do, do mode and we don't stop and listen to ourselves. So we have a lifetime of a habit of not listening. So Apart from that, what are the main blockages to getting in our way to access that intuition? 
Uh, there's a couple that are really big and super easy. So I like I like sharing those because people can literally start to shift right away into using their intuition. It's not something you have to train for months, uh, but a couple blocks that are very helpful to become aware of is the first one, which is the biggest one that you are very highly intuitive. It is very, it, it's absolutely 100% possible for you to get personal guidance, connection with ancestors, connection with loved ones, connection with earth, connection with all of that. It's not reserved for special few. It's not a special gift. It's already within you. So that's the first block. People, you know, starting to understand that. The second block too is, is that clutter that piles us up so much. But a bigger piece of that is as women, you know, and and some men, I'm sure, we can feel like we have to get it all done in order to achieve something. Right. We don't we don't really take on a little bit. We we go, oh, well, the, the house has to be decluttered. So it's not going to work until the whole thing is decluttered. And it does intuition doesn't necessarily work that way. Intuition works with you if you are moving in the right direction. So intuition doesn't start working when you've completed something. Intuition works as you are working in that direction. So another way to say that is if you're walking your spiritual path, intuition will be open. When you stop walking that path, intuition will shut down. So when it comes to decluttering, whether that's creating organized to-do lists, taking one small room in your house at a time, um, having conversations and relationships that you've been putting off, even if you do one step toward that, that movement opens up your intuition. So it's not an end result. It's something that opens when you step into the process of living uh, toward declutter, toward healing, toward self-care. When you start doing that, intuition starts to open. I'm thinking right now of a couple of people I've run across over the years uh, who have had healing centers that were focused on one modality or another. Um, I had this really great couple friend and they had a, uh, an actual raw food center where people who were healing from medical issues would step into eating a raw food diet for a period of time to heal. And we got into a deep conversation and they were like, we don't know why, but all of our clients, their intuition starts to open. And they just start to have all these intuitive experiences. And I'm like, it's because they're focused on improving their path, healing their body, becoming more in touch with themselves. And so the act of that is what opens intuition. And I think that comes to, you know, we we get more of what we focus on. So if we're putting our attention of this is where I'm going, this is what I'm doing, then obviously then that means you know expansion in the intuition and I kind of lost my plot I was going to say something else <laughs> completely <laughs> eluded my um oh I know having said all of this how um would you link this into a type women business kind of entrepreneurial women that want to be a bit more intuitive in terms of how they show up for themselves in a business how they you know sell all that kind of things and um, they're more kind of in tune with that side of part of them and they want to bring this into the business 
Well, there's two things. One's really quick, but I'm I'm such an entrepreneur at heart. Like I didn't play with like, you know, I didn't play house when I was little. I played store. Like it's, I came into this world just really wanting to build things. And um, when it comes to, to being an entrepreneur and a spiritual connection, one thing I learned in my spiritual path is that we all have guides. We all have um, spirits, guides, loved ones watching over us, and they know what is coming. They know everything that's happened. They know everything that's going to happen, and they help guide us where we want to go. And when we acknowledge that as a professional and say to all the guides, here's what I want to bring into the world. If your person aligns with this, and if I can help your person, if I'm the best person to help your person, if I'm saying this to the guides, please send them my way. It's it's really meaningful and your business will actually pick up. I've trained people for so many years. I've watched them do this. And they're like, all this was, was an intention exercise. All this was, was me sitting down and sort of sending out to the universe saying, hey, I'm open for business. I want to help send me the people that line up with me correctly and that I can help. Because if you think about it, imagine being a guide and having your your living person running around earth. And then you're like, okay, I want this person to get this, this, or this. And, and you see somebody really shining their light spiritually around it saying, hey, I'm here to help. The guides are going to guide people toward you. So, you know, send that intention out. But the other the other piece that I would say is take care of your energetic body. That's probably number one. If there was one thing to do, it's to take care of your energetic body. It takes 60 seconds once a day. It's an acknowledgement piece and it is a massive game changer. We're taught how to take care of our physical body. We're taught personal space, you know, don't touch, don't stand too close, uh, clothing when it's cold out. Like we're taught how to take care of the physical body, but we're not taught how to take care of our energetic body. And our energetic body holds other people's emotions, other people's situations, problem solving arenas, anger, things that are going on around us. And problem solvers, entrepreneurs can absorb, 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 especially if you're really strong. You can carry huge amounts of energy and weight for others. If you're the type of person that when you had a group assignment in school, you were the one that did it, then I'm talking to you. (laughs) This is uh, when we collect all that in our energy fields, we become weighed down. We become slowed down and cluttered and we become less effective in manifesting and producing what we want to bring into the world. So what would be your tip in terms of cleaning or protecting that energetic body? Super easy. GCP, ground, clear, protect, GCP. Ground, just imagine your feet anchoring into the earth, you know, whether it's mother earth or whatever version of that you connect to earth, just ground. That takes two seconds. Just imagine it. You can do this as an intent exercise. You don't have to wait for it to happen. You can make it happen. The second one is clear. Clear out all the energy that's not yours. The stuff you picked up at the post office, the stuff you picked up at the grocery store, your third cousin's complaint about her second ex-husband. Let it all go, 
right? Imagine just water pouring through and washing it all away. It's not yours. You don't have to carry it. That's the second piece. And then the third one is protection, meaning put like a bubble around your, your energetic body that's like a filter. So it's not protection to keep necessarily negative things out, although that does work very well. It's a, it's a bubble that's a filter. The filter just say to the bubble, if it's not supposed to be on my path, don't let it in. Don't let it in. And what happens, especially for business people and entrepreneurs when they do this, the clarity that comes is ridiculously phenomenal. Within a week of doing this, do it once in the morning, do it once at night. You ground, anchor in, clear, wash away, protect, put a bubble around you and say, if it's not for my highest good, it doesn't come into my energetic body. Within a week of doing this twice a day, once in the morning, once at night, you're going to start to see, uh, you'll be less forgetful. Um, the things that you need will come to you faster and you'll have a whole lot more clarity. So it's, it's a very powerful intention exercise that says, I recognize that I'm more than just this physical body. And that's so important because I agree with you. We, we are not being taught this. It's almost like there's, that's the conspiratorial part of me comes along here. (laughs) (laughs) Not being taught any of this at any point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're not taught it. Yep. We're not. We're we're taught to just throw ourselves out there and give with no regard for ourselves. And to all the givers that are listening to this, to the people that are like, well, wait a minute, I don't want to stop giving. Here's, Here's the message that hit me the hardest, and it's hit so many of my students. When you take this extra, what, 60 seconds to do this, you can actually give more. You can actually give more. You will be stronger energetically, You will be more clear headed, and you can actually make a bigger difference in the world than you're doing now. Because, you know, I didn't realize how emotionally underwater I was until I stepped onto my spiritual path. I didn't realize when I was a skeptic how much walls and baggage and um and just pressure that I had constantly around me. And once I realized that and started to do this practice, I started to be able to make a big difference in the world uh, and also find my own success. Mm. So what would be few steps that you can suggest to us to increase that access to our intuition? When it comes to increasing access, uh, getting more answers, uh, like like I said, number one, please trust that it's there. Even if you can only trust it for five minutes at a time, just take a moment and trust that it's there and that we are not alone and we are watched over. And then the question that I have, the one question that I have found people get the most success from starting to open up their intuition is, is exactly this. What is it you want me to know? When you ask your intuition, your higher self, your guides, what is it you want me to know? You will get more information. I did the age old, you know, mistake in the beginning of realizing this was all real and then going, well, now 
I want to know everything. And I remember saying to my guide, what are my kids going to do when they grow up? Where am I going to live? When am I going to retire? What am I going to... And so it was almost like this candy store that I wanted to run into and ask all these psychic questions. And my guide said to me, that's, those are stupid questions. And he said it with love, but he was very direct. And that's when he taught me, let them have the floor. Let your higher self speak to you. Let, um, you mentioned Jesus earlier. If somebody connects with the Christ energy, let the Christ energy tell you, let your guides tell you, let your loved ones tell you. I work with people all over the globe, all different traditions. Reach out to what connects with you, with your source, and just let your source have the floor. What is it you want me to know? Right. Those are good ones. Because um, I'm certainly on a path exploring my own um, abilities. And I think I was probably quite skeptical like you in the past. And it's just the last yeah. few years that I'm opening up myself more and more to that part of, you know, us as humans having, oh no, that as spirits having the human experience that we're around. Yeah. And it's obviously not everyone is open to that, which is fine. You know, we are all on our own path. And can you just speak about what are the main mistakes we are making when we kind of, you know, stumble upon this thing called intuition and spirituality and we want to tap into it and we want to explore our intuition tune in into it what are the main mistakes that we are making i two come to mind right away the the two that i find the biggest pattern with with the people that i've worked with and myself i'm going to throw myself right out here on this one too uh the first big one would be patience if we are impatient in receiving our intuition, it's, it's, a, it's unfair. I, I completely, my human self thinks that this is unfair personally, but it is what it is. And so we have to deal with it, but our impatience can actually block our intuition. So the more patient and curious and interested we are in our intuition, the faster it starts to open up. And it's a kicker. It's not fun for a lot, especially us type A, type A women who are driven. We want results. So the more patience you can give yourself, actually the faster it will open up. And the other thing that really hits me right out of the gate is wanting to know everything. I think mm -hmm. wanting to be able to use it for everything that we could possibly figure out instead of seeing it as a support structure that is going to speak loudest when you're going the wrong direction. You know, intuition is really, it's like walking through woods with a blindfold on intuition is, is going to do its best job possible when it's going to stop you from walking into a tree. So Getting information for ourselves can sometimes be tough. Trust the pieces that come through the strongest, I guess, would be my other piece. I, especially till I started to kind of, you know, go on this path and getting more aware of who I am and shedding the, you know, conditioning and the beliefs and all the things that happened to me, you know, all these energies that were attached to me, I... And I think that's probably true for quite a lot of us out there. Once it's almost like, you know, the ignorance is a bliss kind of comes to mind. <laughs> Once I yeah. got more aware, I realized that when I really want something and I try really hard and I'm trying and trying, 
I actually pushed the bloody thing away. Mm -hmm. So what can we do in terms of letting go the thing that we want, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, attach ourselves to the outcome? How do we go about that? And we allow that intuition to step in and allow to just things to naturally flow when we're like, where is it? <laughs> I want this. My One of my favorite analogies for this is, and it works in so many ways. Imagine that, that you are a five-year-old child and you walked into a bakery and in front of you is that big glass case with all those donuts and cookies and treats. And your parent says to you, you get to pick one. And you're looking in this case, you really have two choices as a kid. And it's tough as a kid, right? Your first choice is to pick the one that attracts you the most and insist that that is the one. Or you can say to the baker who's behind the counter, I want the best treat for me. And then the baker turns around and says, hold on, I'll be right back and goes in the back and gets the best treat that this kid has ever had in their entire life. We have to give up a little bit of trust to say, we have to step up enough to say, this is what I want. And this is what I want it to look like. Me, for example, I love travel. I love travel ridiculously. I would travel constantly if I could. And I said to my guides, I want to travel I'm going to hand it over to you. You know what I like. <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to you, give it to source, give it to universe and say, this is what I want to do. Well, shortly after that, we ended up, uh, it ended up working out in a very interesting way. If you don't mind, I'd love to share that story. A very interesting way that we got this beautiful RV and we ended up being able to full-time RV across America for two and a half years. So it was the most blissful two and a half years ever. And I had the time of my life, but I wasn't trying to figure it out. I said, I want to travel. I want to see things. I want to have experiences. I'm going to hand it over to you. So what happened um, was that I have done RV trips before in the past and I did love them. I'm not necessarily an outdoor camper. I'm more like an inside glamper kind of person. Um, so, but I do love it. And when we, when COVID hit and we were all on lockdown, I said to my partner, well, all these ads and things have been coming up for RVing. Maybe that's what we should do. We'll look into it. I went to a dealer, went to our RV shop and tried to buy one. Now I was recently divorced a couple of years ago before this story. And my ex-husband still had our RV and my name was still on it along with a loan. So the new RV shop said, we can't give you one because the bank won't let you have two loans, two RV loans. I said, okay, well then maybe this isn't what's supposed to happen. About a month later, my older son called me and said, mom, you're not going to believe what happened to dad. And I said, what happened to my ex-husband? What happened to your dad? And he said, uh, you know, you remember that tree that was next to his RV, the one that you used to connect with and call grandfather tree and all that weird stuff you do, mom. And I said, yeah. And he said, that tree fell on dad's RV and totaled it. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, it totaled it. So I guess it's, it's gone. 
I said, when did this happen? He goes, about a month ago. I said, no way. I tried to get an RV, couldn't. So this tree decided to crush the old RV that was stopping me from getting my RV. So I went back to the dealer and said, hey, I'm ready to buy an RV. And he and he said, okay, you're good to go now. And we got the RV that we wanted. And also my ex-husband kind of really didn't want the, his RV. So it worked out great for everybody. But the universe does work in magical ways. You just have to let that happen and say, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I know it's going to go ahead, do your thing. Show me how you're going to make this work for me. That kind of trust helps tremendously. I love this story because this is exactly how I came to the UK. You know, like I, as a, so I was, um, you know, born where Poland was part of the Soviet Union. We were not allowed mm -hmm. to go anywhere. And it was always my dream to go out and travel and see the world. Um, and then obviously we switched to democracy, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we, we didn't really have money. You know, we, I come from quite a poor background. So traveling was something like way out of my league. It's just like going to the moon and back. But deep inside, I kept imagining me traveling, seeing places. I didn't know anything in terms of spirituality, intuition, you know, setting intentions like that world didn't exist as far as I was concerned. But it came to me in a way I would never, ever guess. If someone told me this is how it's going to come to me, like, yeah, right. And hell exists and heaven exists and whatever else like you want. Like, it, it just, no, <laughs> it's just yeah. no, no, no. No. So, mm -mm. <laughs> now as I'm exploring and expanding I was kind of getting in my own way because I was trying to control things too much because I know too much or like not too much but like I know a lot more than I did 20 yep. years ago or 25 years ago so it's almost like that's what I said that ignorance can be blessed mm -hmm. because you probably don't get in your own way the same way mm-hmm absolutely that kind of resonated with what you were just saying and things you know happened to me later as well that you know came to me and it, it still comes you know when I said intuition and I really detach and I let go it comes so quickly almost and instant. when it was happening for you did you did you have that surreal feeling of wow here I am now not only leaving but traveling in ways that I could not have expected I did. And I think later on, years, years later, I went to Nepal to climb Mundavara's base camp. Yeah. And I think I was more wowed then because for me, that was just like, I'm actually here, you know, doing this and, and traveling. And funnily enough, you know, the money that I spent on it, it replaced in just no time. I didn't even yeah. try it. It just, just magically happened. And then I wasn't paid anymore. I wasn't like, I didn't go any money from anywhere, but the money was like, like I never spent them. It's weird. Yes. It's one of those things where when you start to trust, you still need to do the things to make it happen, right? But you don't necessarily need to figure out all the details. You can just say, this is what I want. I want the perfect treat for me. Trust that the baker is going to get it for you. And then keep going on your day toward your goal. 
And what starts to happen is things start to unfold in ways that you find yourself saying, you can't make this up. It's so bizarre that you can't even make this stuff up. And it becomes, you know, kind of fun in some areas, you know, we still going to have our ups and downs, but it becomes a little bit magical, doesn't it? It does. And I think I'm, you know, learning and growing and expanding. And when it actually happens, it's like, wow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that was really quick. And I, you know, I've had various sessions with various people. And I know that I manifest really quickly if I'm knowing my own way because I manifest, you know, the, the things I don't want as quickly. Yes, exactly. When you figure out that you manifest quickly, you kind of, you you get used to watching yourself a little bit more closely too because you step into this you explore then there's a period of time where you start to see a few things come into fruition and you find it very interesting and then you realize that you are indeed unlimited you start to have a deep set awareness of you are unstoppable seriously like it's the the you you have an awareness that the possibilities are way more massive than you would have ever assumed, then more starts to happen. And then you realize I should not have joked about the coffee maker breaking because it did, you know? And then the next morning you don't have coffee because you made the joke. So yeah, it really, it really is like that. You just have to step in and start to incorporate it into your daily lifestyle. And I think what, what I would add to this one, and I would like to see what you think about this, because I, I've learned to set intentions. And initially I was doing this kind of unknowingly, but now obviously I'm much more intentional in terms of how I do it. I try to not attach or not to pay attention to what other people say, because, you know, like I went traveling last year and I drove through Europe on my own, you know, in my car and, and I set an intention. I'm going to go there no problems and everything happened you know my car was sweet everything just flew absolutely fine and people were like yeah yeah you know things happen and they were trying to kind of derail me <laughs> and I was like no I don't want to listen to this just go away yeah I don't want that kind of input um sometimes people will say oh you're just lucky mm. and and it's like well let's define luck Okay. Like, let's go, let's go down that rabbit hole if, if you really need to, but there are a lot of naysayers. There are a lot of dream killers. There are a lot of, uh, people who will not, not necessarily even on purpose, but just out of habit block the dreamers block the people that are doing and it it does take a while it took me a while as well there were things that I was worried about telling people you know oh I can't get this RV and then a month later I'm like oh now I can get one because the universe decided to get rid of that last one so that was the thing blocking me you know and I have these happen things happen all the time now and it you 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 get to a point where you are completely comfortable with it you know, I was dealing with a banking situation and I didn't wire money the day before. So when I showed up to the bank, they went, oh, we're probably not gonna be able to get it done today 
because you because I miscommunication, you didn't wire the money yesterday. And I went, oh, well, let's wire it now and just see what happens. And they were all like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. And I was like, well, I have to wire it anyway. Let's just try it. So I like I had brought my laptop even. So I opened it up, wired the money. And about 45 minutes later, they came walking back in the room and they said, well, we don't know what happened, but it worked and it's never worked before. So, all right, let's just finish everything, you know, and but I'm okay with that now. I'm okay with the fact that I'm unlimited. And if that makes somebody else uncomfortable, I can just love them through that, you know, but it's not going to stop me anymore. But it that's, that is a challenge we have to work at overcoming. And I think that's where the personal power comes in. Knowing mm-hmm. really who we are and trust ourselves and dealing with any limiting beliefs and past stories and, and histories and emotional blockages and all that stuff, because it then helps us to be grounded in and who you, you know who we are and not allow others to affect how we feel. Because that's when we lose our personal power and we allow that external circumstances that other people's opinions and other people's beliefs to yeah. wobble us. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we allow ourselves to be limited. We also struggle with being afraid of wanting things because mm-hmm. that is, um, there's judgment on that. Um, you know, being afraid of, uh, just stepping out and doing what we want to do, because what about this person? What about that person? Um, we can be very afraid of the judgment that comes in living in unlimited lifestyle and, as long as we're intelligent about it, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that's what I tell people when they uh, feel the need to, con- if, they, if they do come up to confront me about it, here's the deal. Here's the intelligent pieces that are happening. And here's the fun, playful pieces that are happening also. So it's all happening at the same time. And, you know, I do encourage other people, just try it out. Ask yeah. for something. Just ask for something. Let yourself know that it's okay to ask for things. We have a lifetime of appeasing and taking care of what other people are asking for, but yet we feel bad asking for something. So there's no reason you're not on the lower rung. You are not at the bottom of the pile. If you can help everyone else get what they want, you can help yourself get what you want. There's no hierarchy there. No, absolutely. And I've got one question for you that I ask everyone. If you yes. can give me your three tips in terms of how to become or step in or expand that unstoppable us, you, me, you know, because I think I really believe in this that we are unstoppable, limitless. Um, and you've been heading in kind of in you know into this one but because you know the way we are being brought up and the way the world operates I think it limits us in so many different ways and sometimes we're afraid to step out and we we are afraid to shine mm-hmm. so your free tips to really step into that part of us and and shine you know our light The first one would be to acknowledge that you're a work in progress. Mm. The first one would be to say, I'm 
trying this out. I'm trying out this new lifestyle. I'm trying out being unlimited. I am stepping into it. Don't let it be an end result. Let yourself test the waters because it's the testing of the waters and then seeing the responses and then testing more waters. That's how we get there. The second piece I would say is take time to to review the past. Take time to see where you've been and acknowledge where you are now. We don't do that very often. We don't look back and say, yeah, you know what? Five years ago, I was way more closed. I'll see and acknowledge our own personal wins. It's That's just a really big piece of it. So know that you're a work in progress. Take time to review where you've been. And my biggest one would be stay curious and interested. When you feel yourself doubting, shutting down, being negative, because by the way, that's a natural, normal Mm. human trait. Let go of the guilt around it. It's normal. We all do it. We had to survive being eaten by lions. Come on now. Right. We, we, this is wired into us when you are feeling negative or having negative thoughts, uh, practice shifting into curiosity, not even positivity, curiosity. This is interesting. This I'm curious to see how the universe is going to make this one unfold. I'm watching this movie unfold. I'm watching my life uh, develop and I'm very interested in seeing how this is going to go. That is a completely different vibration than this probably isn't going to work. I'm probably pushing too hard or asking for too much. Shift into, no, I'm not asking for too much. And I'm really fascinated to see how this is going to unfold. Stay curious. I think for most of us, we don't ask for enough. Mm -hmm. It's us that we look at ourselves, what we think we deserve or what we can have based upon our past experiences and beliefs that limit us so yeah i love those steps they're really good and is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience when it comes to yeah the universe what i tell people is think of the universe or your source as a giant little brother who absolutely adores you and he might not think through everything, but he's listening to you. And all he wants to do is make his big sister or big brother happy. And so how we approach the universe, how we approach source is going to either help us or block us. So the universe is waiting to hear what you want. Ask for the dessert that you want. Ask for the travels that you want. And let the universe go out there and bring it to you in their most pure, loving, authentic way. Mm, I like that. And that kind of comes into that curiosity bit. Yeah, It's being curious and not be too specific in particular. How do we want that? Something my mentor always says that most people want is like, so I want my cookie this way to that perfection at this temperature and at this time and then we limit the possibilities of how it's going to be delivered to us because I think for the most part everything that's been delivered to me it was in ways I would never have guessed or imagined yes exactly that is exactly it I would have never thought a tree would crush 
my ex-husband's RV and open up my credit to get one. That, that's just <laughs> not something I would have ever even thought of. So yes, what I did in that moment was instead of trying to push banking or push loans or push the purchase, I took a step back and said, it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I am very interested in watching it unfold. And a month later, yeah, okay. So exactly. I love how you said that. That's exactly how it all works. Amazing. I I love this conversation. <laughs> I could be talking to you for forever. Um, so thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with my audience. Thank you for having me. It has been absolutely wonderful to connect with you. Fabulous. And I'll see everyone next week. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this podcast, I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help other people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life. If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find the link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.